thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. another week and you are brad i am and mm-hmm. you are andrew i am i am and we're drinking beers we are and i apologize uh i was uh running late tonight no it's okay um, no i just feel bad about that kind of stuff hopefully it doesn't affect my performance mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously it already has yeah been can't, stumbling over you can't my... escape from it came and say performance Anyways, uh, so what's up? What's going on? How's things? Uh, everything is good, except for this moth that keeps hanging around me. I don't get it. Confused. Did you ever see the Mothman Chronicles? No. With, I think With it's the, Richard Is Gere. that Richard Gere? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if that's streaming anywhere. Um, I remember like being real jacked up about it mm-hmm. um, when I saw like the previews and stuff. And I think I did see it. I just don't remember how good it was. I um, feel like you might have <laughs> answered the question right there. Right. No, but yeah, um, but the Mothman um, is an interesting, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, uh, like, urban, urban legend, legend kind of yeah. like Slender Man or something like, you know what I mean? Like, where there's things that pertain to, uh, to tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah it's uh and like those kind of things are kind of like just like the the stuff that in in um like the peripheral our peripheral vision like the stuff yeah. that you can't quite see you know that may be true maybe mm-hmm. bullshit but um i yeah. don't know some sometimes that kind of stuff i get into but yeah it yeah. isn't streaming anywhere so unfortunately can't watch it the kind of uh half-baked answers to what goes bump in the night yeah then enough right. people yeah. it's kind of like what religion is throw, or... yeah yeah and, and people throw their their gasoline on the fire and then all of a sudden right. it's uh accepted as truth yeah yeah and decide to burn people with a stake with that gasoline mm-hmm. as uh, it should but... be but anyways yes uh um yeah uh well and instead of going down tangents, what are you drinking? I am having two levies, a raspberry tart um, that is actually a combined effort between Urban South and Illuminated Brew Works in Chicago. Oh, cool. Yeah, so Illuminated Brew Works, I'm actually not really familiar with them, so I looked them up and uh, – they uh, specialize in producing urban farmhouse styles uh, and offer um, rotate their offers seasonally to celebrate every aspect of the annual cycle. So, okay. sounds like a cult. Don't like it. Mm-mm. No, they're they're definitely <laughs> kind of leaning into the. There's a picture of uh, all the brewers wearing like gold um, chains with triangles in the. The Eye of Horus, like the uh, like the dollar yeah. bill, <laughs> hmm. uh, and it looks like they're all drinking PBRs. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, <laughs> maybe it is a cult. Yeah, so a, a cult of hipsters. I um, do like your picture on 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 Untapped. It's yeah, marrying those two two places together. Yes, thank you. That's uh, put a, put a little uh, put a little effort back into it, but um, and. In honor of the, uh, according to the can, in honor of the bicentennial of Illinois and the tricentennial of New Orleans, our breweries have collaborated with the Chicago Brewseum and the Southern Food and Beverage Museum to create a beer rooted in the shared history and culture of Chicago and New Orleans. That's a made-up name. Brewseum. Brewseum. Uh, yeah. It's uh, apparently a place in Chicago, though, that I've not heard of it, so... I can't trust it. Uh, it's uh, it's got a nice color to it. It's refreshing. Um, I say it's a kettle soured farmhouse ale brewed with oats, wheat, and raspberry puree. It's five ABV, which is um, like two percent higher than probably the sours I usually see. Uh, but I don't get any of the farmhouse flavor that I I like farmhouse styles a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't get that here. It just kind of tastes like a light sour. Right. Um, so yeah. it's fine. I gave it a three. Mm, gotcha. Not impressed. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> Keep <laughs> it coming. Yeah. Uh, I need to get some better collaborations. Let's get some uh, revolution in NOLA, and then I can really stop branching out. There you go. That would be pretty amazing, right? <laughs> that would that would make me very happy. Yes. 
We're good. Um, yeah. Well, not good. Okay. But cool that you could have a collaboration between yeah, two cities. Yeah, definitely exciting. Yeah. Um, well, I'm having something that's kind of local uh, from Dallastown, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's from Wind Ridge Farm, spelled with a Y in the wind. Mm. Um, all their labels for all their beers are very... Uh, ironic sometimes, but like very well drawn. It's the, they're all uh, animals. Um, uh, just for example, um, uh, I've had a couple before. Uh, they have a barn dog or a laughing crow or crafty cranberry. Well, that doesn't have a, an animal on it. Uh, uh, a 10 point ale, handsome bull. Uh, but this is a crafty cider, and this um, has a fox with an apple on its head with an arrow through <laughs> the apple. Uh, so this is a cider, um, and I'm like I said, I'm kind of cheating tonight because um, I thought I had a couple beers I had bought like two or three weeks ago. I thought I bought a, like a, a six pack, like and just for moments like this where I'm like, oh, I need a beer, mm-hmm. and uh, but this is a beer that. Uh, it's a cider that I found and obviously I bought it at some point. I just don't remember ever buying it, but it held up pretty good in my, my cooler or my fridge. And, um, it is a, uh, it's a cider. So it's, you know, how some ciders are very tart on the front end. Yes. Um, they can bite you, you know, like a sour can, like back in back. Uh, what do you, is there a name for that where like kind of bites you way back in the, on the back of the tongue or like, you know, back in your, you know, there should be a name for that, right? Yeah, probably. I don't know because usually, like bitter stuff is more to the front, or, right? But like you know what I mean, though, it, when you like, get that the, back. Yeah. Um, but like, this doesn't have that. I think everyone knows more on the sides, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this goes down really smooth. It's five point one or five point five ABV. Um, uh, you know, I'm not a big cider guy. Um, one of the ciders I did like, I had there was we had a uh, like a hoppy cider mm-hmm. uh, at one of the uh, the local um, wineries around here, which was really cool. And they started selling. Have you ever heard of was it Jacks? Yeah. Jacks Hard. Okay. Yeah, Jacks. Jacks and they, cider. They sell it exclusively at this, not exclusively, but they they brew it there. Um, uh, but they put out a hoppy cider which was really cool hmm. to drink uh but it, it what it did do was it dries your mouth out and that's what i find uh the <clears throat> what i don't like about ciders is well some ciders are just too sweet and the other ones really dry your mouth out like after you have one or two um for me anyways and uh this one it kind of dries my mouth out but that initial taste where it's, it, there's not a whole lot of tart it goes on smooth like this is something my wife would really like uh, so, yeah, One Ridge uh, Crafty Cider. Gave 3.75, and that's based on a cider. Yes. Uh, it's not it's based a, on, like, all the beers I truly love. So cider scale. Get off my back. <laughs> Fair enough. Leave us alone. Mm. All right. So, interesting week in, on the beer front. Yeah. Not great, but okay. Above average. Yeah, yeah, was above average, and uh, I don't know. I just 
don't taste anything farmhousey about this. It's just another, just another sour. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a shame because like when you go for that, that's what you want, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like when you're going for it. Yeah, and like a lot of, and maybe it's just specific to like um, a Belgian style, but I know like a lot are brewed with saison yeast, which is really like has a nice like spice to it and and the finish and this just sour tart that's it don't really get much else nothing nothing unique about this beer i guess especially since um i mean i guess they're popular everywhere i don't go a lot of places um i guess they're popular everywhere but but sours are very popular here as yeah. well uh and they all just kind of blend together eventually yep so unless you do something over the top to make it stand out and then usually it's not very enjoyable yeah then then it's more of a novelty type mm-hmm. thing and it's not like hey this doesn't taste like my yeah. you know what a shower sour should taste like so yeah i get it it's hard to uh break out of the mold and still be um you know uh faithful to your roots yeah um, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, well, if you're interested in what you're drinking, if you or in what we're drinking, or what you're drinking, you want to show us what you're drinking. Uh, follow us on Untapped. It's Brewing Pod, yeah, yeah. and uh, we have a nice collection of people who follow us. And God, do they drink a lot of beer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> There's a couple in particular. Uh, I do like this the artwork, by the way, on the on the crafty cider. Yeah, it's good. Crafty like a cider. That realism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I I just wonder, like, um, Audra, Josh, and uh, mm. and Dustin specifically on our uh on our timeline i wonder if they're just if have they're a just passing around one oh, i'm sorry yeah <laughs> i don't know they they just seem uh seem to be very active all the time <laughs> especially in, i mean not that they aren't like on other days but especially on the nights we're drinking yeah and and also um uh tyler selzing mystery tyler yeah mystery tyler um he seems to always check in between our, our two check-ins. So like <laughs> we're both getting ready and, and get ready for the podcast. And like, we're probably checking in within five to 10 minutes. Maybe. Yeah. And he always has one between us. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, but yeah, I do wonder cause they all, um, they all seem to drink together, which is cool. Uh, but I just wonder, do they have like one that they just pass around? So they kind of just, they drink three beers, but really are only having like a third of each, or are they all just slamming these? Yeah. <laughs> this uh, Audra checked in one like clockwork. Oh, well, I was just about to say that like clockwork. Yeah. She's drinking. Yeah. As we're talking about them. So, yes. Yeah. Foam Brewers created a beer called Like Clockwork, and uh, sure enough, Wednesday night checking in, it's a <laughs> Imperial IPA. And then uh, from Treehouse Brewing, b- 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 bright with Citra, 
<laughs> another Imperial IPA. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there nothing's like juice machine. There's no there's no ciders in here. Yes. Yeah. Another Imperial IPA. Juice machine. And then before oh no, that's Emmanuel Lopez. Emmanuel Lopez. What? We got a new uh follower? I guess. Looks like it. Hi there, Emmanuel. Hello. Good yeah. to have you. Hope you're listening. Please reach out. Cheers us. Toast us. That's what it is. I'm about to cheers him. Toasty. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're into it, come follow us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you don't Absolutely. know. Now you know. Player. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, you want to get in some movies? Yeah. Let, let, let's. Uh, want to start with The Forgiven? Yeah, let's do it. Do you watch it? I did not. Okay. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's sure. why I um, want to start there. <laughs> okay. No, that's no problem. Um, let me pull it up here on IMB. The, the E Forgiven. So we got, um, I think from this year or last year, uh, 2017 is when it said it was released. But that might have been some, you know, um, uh, they might have put it in some. Uh, festivals or something like that but it got its release here recently as far as not a wide release of at all but more on on demand or and or now on amazon mm-hmm. um so it uh stars forrest whitaker and An- eric banna and what it does is it takes place in the uh er- early 90s uh in in south africa just as apart apartheid has been uh defeated and overcome and it is uh archbishop Besmond Desmond Tutu's kind of his role in the whole, I don't know if you're familiar with it. There was a whole like reconciliation and peace um, movement. So after, after no. the, um, the apartheid was, was crushed and like the, uh, the white minority had been kind of kicked out and, the majority kind of took over the government. Uh, they spent a lot of time uh, because obviously Nelson Mandela was the elected president and was, I think, can be said, I mean, maybe not universally, but like I, th- I would say that if someone's, you know, word association, you know, Nelson Mandela, um, you're going to think of the Mandela piece. Well, <laughs> maybe that. Um, actually probably that more now than, you know, <laughs> yeah. my generation, uh, but like peaceful leader or like, mm-hmm. um, overcoming odds or I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's other people that would be like, fuck him. But for the most part, like, there's he spent always, years, yeah. I mean, he, he was that. trying, he spent years and years and years in jail trying mm-hmm. to stand up for his people. Then he, when he gets out of jail, he's elected president of a nation. Um, and who was elected or who was nominated to kind of bring about change in this or when, when they tried to bring about change, they didn't want to just do it with like an iron fist, like all the bad people that were, um, had done bad things and like horrible things, like, uh, just, uh, like, uh, kill squads and stuff like that. They didn't want to just like wipe all those people out. They wanted to hold them accountable. And by doing this, they said, like, if you are willing to come in front of us and say what you did, admit what you did, we will consider clemency or, or you know, hey, you're fine. Mm-hmm. And um, and it, it was a, obviously kind of a 
Pollyannish type uh, stance, and uh, but also a um, how do I also like an un unrealistic type uh, approach because like people may just lie about what they did, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Because there was some horrible stuff done. I mean, it was um, I mean, not a genocide, but maybe to a certain point a genocide of a, of a people that were like the majority and they could not get power. So what this does is it kind of, it takes this, um, this, uh, Desmond Tutu, Archbishop Desmond Tutu mm-hmm. played by Forrest Whitaker. And it tells him in this like, uh, snapshot of time when this whole idea was trying to be, um, they were trying to unfold this and the, the obstacles he was going against, uh, both politically and, um, at home. And I guess, and Eric Bana was a part of the old guard and one of the people of the, he was a, in a kill squad and it, uh, Desmond Tutu was a man of God and very, it, 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 he was portrayed as a very, uh, sincere, good, honest, fair man. Mm-hmm. And does uh, Eric Bana as a kind of an amalgamation of people, um, of bad people. I tried to look him up as a person, like the person he played, and I could not find it. And it, I think they kind of changed names. But it, I guess it was kind of based on a true story. Anyways, um, almost like kind of a cartoonishly bad person. Like it kind of works with this thing's uh topic um like anime but like to the the worst i mean mm-hmm. just the absolute worst uh you know just raping and killing and uh but obviously i guess what i want to say is like i gave this a what did i give it i gave it a six mm-hmm. um but it's a movie i would probably recommend to most people uh it's the acting is pretty well done it's a little overacted in parts. I, uh, Forrest Whitaker, who I do not like as an actor, mm-hmm. cannot stand him. He, I really liked him in this role. Uh, he was really good. And I love Eric Bana. I thought he was really, he, he uh, did really well. Uh, for the most part, it, like I said, it's, if you can get over some like glaring caricatures, you might be able to enjoy this movie. Um, mm-hmm. it does tell a story and like a, a part of, uh, South African history that I really wasn't a, aware of um i sent you a youtube video a couple weeks ago uh, with uh, uh dm word um, yeah and uh uh ninja talking about his black africans mm-hmm. like how he speaks their their language sometimes mm-hmm. and you get a little bit of that in this and i was i appreciated that i don't know uh yeah um I, I don't know how to really sell this movie. I mean, I would recommend it okay. just because it's a history story. Uh, but if you're not into that, it, like you could, there's it, it is very easy to pick apart this movie. So just know what you're going into. I see. So all right, fair enough. And that was Amazon Prime, right? Yes. Awesome. All right. So uh, you assigned to me. Uh, an animated movie. Uh, the 
part of the inspiration for this week's top five. Yes. Coco. Uh, yeah. From Disney Pixar. I don't really understand their relationship at this point. I always thought Pixar was an umbrella of, or was under the Disney umbrella, but now I guess it's being specified. And well, now- I, I think that Disney, uh, John Laster went to Pixar or went to Disney mm-hmm. to sell his brand, like to sell like Toy Story and sell mm-hmm. those movies. And they just, they wanted it. They actually wanted it like darker and more. Uh, for, they they wanted to do like an umbrella, like a like the Disney movie, like the Pocahontas and all that shit they were doing at that time. Yeah, but they wanted like a uh, like wh- wh- give like it some, actual depth instead of just whitewashing stories. I I, I guess like aren't there certain uh, uh, production companies like Universal or something that has like offsets? Like, uh, like uh, a a dark side, like the Marvel yeah. Dark Universe or something. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. No, I, 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 I don't know. I'm just because I'm looking now. So, Monsters Inc. poster says Walt Disney Pictures presents a Pixar film, right? Um, and it just like the billing has been constantly going through uh, cycles. Yes, and I and I think that like at one point they wanted to just distance themselves from them, and then once they realized what they had on their hands, they're like, oh, well, maybe we're gonna get back in here. <laughs> let's, uh, let's hang out for a little bit. Come here, let, yeah. me, let me talk to you, Pixar. Hmm. Come What's here, up? baby. I didn't. I was, yeah. I was mad at you. Come on, come on. You know, it's just sometimes I get angry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Coco uh, and Chet down at the plant. He's always on my ass. <laughs> Directed, um, written and directed by uh, Lee Unkrich. Uh, Adrian Molina also did some directing. Um, he's worked in uh, in various uh, animation departments and, and writing in the Pixar world. And Lee, well, he... He uh, is... Pretty much uh, had his same deal. Same deal. They're Pixar mm-hmm. guys through and through. Uh, so in Coco, uh, aspiring musician Miguel, played by Anthony Gonzalez, uh, con- after uh, being confronted with his family's ancestral ban on music, enters the land of the dead to find his great-great-grandfather, a legendary singer. And is the singer who he thinks he is? I don't know. Tough to say. <laughs> um, so I think this movie was really good. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was a nice story. Um, it's, uh, but holy shit. Like, this is one of the like nicest looking things that's ever oh, been released. Yes, that's yeah. where it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, <sighs> I, the story is good, and um, I actually think too. Uh, maybe, maybe in another time revisiting this list, you know, this is a great villain in this too. Um, and and I think Pixar is good for that, and Disney does it too. Um, but, jeez, it, it's a yeah. really good story, but it's 
incredible looking. Yeah, and, it's and, it's one of those movies where you can't watch during yeah. the day. You have to like watch it at night just because the gold and stuff mm-hmm. that, like pops so much. Yeah, so I mean, Pixar takes so much time and care with everything they do, but this was just on on another level, and it just looked fucking fantastic. Um, the music was good. It wasn't really there weren't many musical numbers, which I was. Um, I guess pleasantly surprised with like I liked Moana, but I, I don't know. I like yeah, I I can enjoy. I I do like musicals. Um, not inherently. Uh, but when when I don't have to, and I can just enjoy a story instead. And there were yeah. some musical numbers, but it wasn't like you know the little kid looking out the window and like just the, the typical like 13 to 20 songs that make up so many of these musicals um, that are just like musicals really like, even when they have good music, the whole thing is a little bit paint by numbers. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, like, um, you know, uh, you know, I would go to a movie like South park uh-huh. You know, whereas like they meant to do it like that, but like, right. for, like you know how my stance on music, I can't stand musicals for the most part. Unless I it's love singing going in the to rain. the theater and watching shows. Yeah, like, like I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it always takes me out of the movie when you're in mid conversation. Yeah, and you go into a falsetto, and mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah. And I think that's what the the moments in here more than. More than numbers were actual like logical moments where music makes sense instead of just a conversation breaking out into song, like you said. Right. So, um, so yeah, I like that. And then, I mean, I, the Spanish guitar is just such a like, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, having that kind of undercurrent through the whole uh, through the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, and nice, this is, sounded great. The voice acting was fantastic, but and yeah, like I don't want to undersell the other aspects of this movie, but <laughs> I mean it. It is a fucking visual achievement. Yeah, like it's so, um, and especially you think of like um, to whatever degree you're familiar with like Day of the Dead, do you, like you think like they just they feel it feels like there's just a nailing of that aesthetic. I- ironically comes alive yeah yeah for the yes. day of the dead so yeah it's it's uh mm-hmm. or i don't know if it's ironic but or subsequently or whatever it is um uh, one of the things i noticed in this movie is um it's quite the anomaly anyways uh, yes yeah. um the uh the all i i'm guessing mostly mexican or uh, Hispanic cast mm-hmm. uh, that went along. Like, if you go through the IMDb uh, roster, I mean, there mm-hmm. are. I mean, it's. I don't see a whole lot of. The only, the only one is John Ratzenberg, which he is contractually obligate, obligated to show up in each Pixar movie. <laughs> um, uh, but like, 
you know, it's all Hispanic mm-hmm. players, right? So yeah, absolutely. And you know, in a day and age where everyone's saying, you know, about cultural appropriation, all that stuff, you know, which yeah. either it, depending on where your view is and stuff, you could either either be like, we're taking it too far, or we don't get enough of it, whatever. <laughs> this movie, uh, it, it, it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just laughing at the person out there. Cause just I know it's not how you meant it, but but how I heard it, the person out there is like, you know, I'm 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 okay with appropriation, but honestly, I think we need more. Yeah, I think <laughs> we like, should do. We should but, steal some more stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. I but the I mean, but that person's out there too. Oh yeah. Who's who? And they don't say it in those words, but they're. I think we yeah. kind of talked about this last week with the biopics is they're the moguls and the opportunists, the, the people yeah. who have no business in that world. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, this one does a good job, I think. And yeah. I'd be interested to, um, well, uh, hear the, the good thing. And, and I guess kind of the sad thing about it is there, I, I did hear like praise for it, for having a, a predominantly Hispanic cast. Um, but since there was no controversy surrounding it, I mean, Pixar obviously did not just the smart move, but the right move. Right. Um, Well, they actually did what they should have done. Like, right. They did what they should have done and it got little to no coverage, but yeah, no one's like, yay, Coco. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, it still was a really celebrated movie, but that definitely uh, yeah, and I'm not. I'm not saying you're not saying that. I'm just kind of working through it out loud, I guess. No, but it, the the um, the people bitching about on the other side is mm-hmm. so much louder than the praise of this one, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it just not. We don't get the same kind of like. This is a really really good movie. Really good movie. Yeah, visually, story like there there's some parts lacking and stuff, and it drag it drug on a little bit, but for the most part, I. I really enjoyed it. My son loved it. My wife loved it. So, yeah. Um, and they did all the right things. They didn't mm-hmm. take any shortcuts. They they tried to pay homage to a certain uh, a certain culture, a certain way of, of view of life, and uh, how whatever you know, like. They tried to step on as least amount of toes as they could. Yeah. And what did that get them? Two Oscars. Yes, which is good. Yeah. So, no, but it, it's the. Um, I guess with the just sensationalism, sensationalism and social media and everything, it's it's it is um it's become a meme at this point. But it really is like people are more worried about what they can get offended about. Yeah, than just like rape jokes, James Gunn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, a, you can either joke about everything or you can joke about nothing, but that doesn't make things inherently funny. <laughs> James right. Gunn's jokes, not funny. Not funny at all. <laughs> but in context, maybe. Who knows? In, in in the context of 140 characters, I don't know I, if Twitter has context. <laughs> yeah, no, Twitter has like just yeah. Twitter's hateful. Yeah, Twitter's is a wasteland, and yeah. sometimes and sometimes I love it, and then other times I'm like, why am I here? This is, this is a fucking garbage heap. Um, follow us on Twitter, Broomview Pod. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, nothing but love. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and thank you to our sponsors, Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> your users are shit. Just joshing. They're not sponsoring yeah. us. <laughs> our sponsor, Twitter. Yeah. Way to go, jerks. Yeah. Way to make America worse. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's just it is we it's indicative of this kind of time that we live in and of and I mean just the fact that you and I are talking about it right now, yeah. just trying to like sing praise to something that that um I don't know. People are so I, quick to to crucify someone for doing the wrong thing. Right. And the people who do the wrong thing should be held accountable. Um but in a day and age like this where it's you know common sense is not all that common and big corporations doing the right thing the right way uh is not all that common practice you know maybe if it was recognized more i don't know more eyes on it more recognition of that instead of i don't know i don't have the answers fuck it nope i hate them all what if this? Do you think Common ever has like a really bad day and does something like rash and stupid? <laughs> and his wife looks at him like, "Really?" Yeah. I don't know. What were you thinking? Probably not. He is like the smoothest person alive. So. Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. I mean, he beefed with Ice Cube, and you know, still, still yeah. telling that story. Still living, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that Ice Cube's no, he's notoriously not, not a gangster at all. He is, he is not. Um, but he is, you know, uh, what is it? No Vaseline still exists. Yeah. Ask, ask NWA how they how they feel about Ice Cube. Hmm. Yeah, I think they got over it. Yeah. Once you once you once make you make a lot other, of money, yeah, you'd be alright. That's why the raft beeps are good. Mm-hmm. So you get shot. Yeah, the beeps are and good if you can keep it on uh, on wax. And typically they they stay that way. Yes. There's just a way. few sad outliers. Yeah. That uh, that people, you know, not good, but people can point to as the example of like, hey, it's not worth it. Anyways, uh, I gave it an eight. Oh, good. That's yeah. Well, yeah. That's why I gave it too. Streaming on Netflix, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. We, we can go back to uh, that one uh, war movie that was okay. <coughs> yeah. Christopher Nolan presents war. Yes. Christopher Nolan presents plot device. Yes. The story <laughs> of Britain. What? What? I um, I can't remember what it was called right now. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to think of like something with an F. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, still it's, liked it. it you know, it's an apt, um, it's an apt uh, comparison to actually Coco. I mean, and I like the story a lot mm-hmm. in Dunkirk. You thought it was lacking, but there is no way to say that it wasn't visually stunning. The what the shots and all that stuff, what he was doing. Yeah, with you know film and you know, or no, was it film? I do film. No, no, he did the IMAX. IMAX, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yes, we Onward and upward. Yes, it, well, yeah, I mean, that's what we do here. Well, I guess that's <laughs> the name of the show. It's the name of the game. Digressions with Brad and Andrew. Yes, yes. Uh, before we get in, anything else going on in the in the movie world? 
Um, I did uh, stumble around a little bit. Um, I watched uh, Baby Driver again. Hmm. Um, and I gave it a hard time. I, I know I what I give it. I, I did give it a, like a pretty high rating. Yeah, I uh, thought so. But I did kind of. I know you liked it a lot more. Or it seemed to that I didn't like it as much as you did. Yeah. Uh, 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 going back, Baby Driver. It's not Baby Driver. It's Baby Driver. Um, looking back, I gave it a seven, which that's actually you know pretty good rating. I probably would stay the same place because, um, but it is it is has a lot of rewatchability mm-hmm. in this movie uh, because there's some catchy tunes, um, very good protagonists, yep. uh, many many uh, 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 antagonists. Um, Antigons. It 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 um yeah I mean it's a there's some really good driving mm-hmm. stunts in this movie and mm-hmm. uh, it's Edgar Wright doing a fun thing and he did a fun movie and this movie was fun yeah where it did get serious at a couple points but like for the most part it was good I you know what I figured it out hmm. was uh. There wasn't enough John Bernthal. Ansel. Ansel Elgort, yeah. He wasn't the guy to play that role. Probably not. He, they He's needed just... somebody else because all the villains mm-hmm. were great. Yeah. Whether it was John Bernthal or John Hamm or uh, Jamie Foxx or mm-hmm. even Kevin Spacey. Yeah. I I think this is um, one of one of the best performances Kevin Spacey has, uh, has given with uh, a boy named Baby. Hmm. 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 Are jokes funny though? Mm. <laughs> Not on this what's, show. What's funny? <sighs> yeah, Kevin. Kevin Spacey uh, makes oh, makes oh. sure that there's a baby in his crew. <laughs> Shocking. So, uh, Jim Jeffries, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna well, nice. I gotta watch that. His newest one. This is yeah, me now. So he had we a talked about it, I think, it, last week. Where he was like, you know, oh, you know, I was. Kevin Spacey, you know, he, he got what he got, you know, he should have got what he got, you know, he, you know, he did some bad stuff and, uh, he lost his job as a president on Netflix. (laughs) Ironically, (laughs) the real president has done, been accused of 10 times as many things and he's still president. Mm. Yeah. So (laughs) it just was a. Juxtaposition. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get political, but it was a apt observation uh, by Jim Jeffries. Yes, you know, and you know where he's falling down whenever. Yeah. On what uh, what side they are? Yep, sure do. But anywho, but yeah, uh, yeah, Baby Driver. It's worth a watch. It's it is a fun fun movie. I just, uh, you know, a guy like um, I I guess it needs to be a younger actor. I could imagine like a young Josh Harnett as, mm. in that role, or well, now you're really speaking Kevin Spacey's language. Yeah, well, younger. Yeah. Let's go younger. Yes, younger. <laughs> don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know any much more. That, like I don't see Tom Holland playing that role, or um, or you know maybe um, I don't know. It just I felt he was miscast in this role. Yeah, he's not. 
I know that he's kind of an it guy right now, but he's not a very electric performer. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe, I don't know. That might be what they wanted, but they, there's just too, too many like great antagonists, like you said. Too many oh. like, like interesting antagonists to have just a, a quirky, like, go hang out with Juno if you're going to be doing that stuff. Don't yeah. be, you know, don't, don't bother this heist movie. Yeah. But yeah, that being said, I did really like the movie. Yeah. And I thought his performance was incredible. Um, and i did get into some mission impossible movies for Mm. some reason because i well you know why it was because i saw the uh trailer for the new one one. and i don't think i've ever 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 hated a mission impossible movie i've I've never like loved a mission impossible movie but i've never hated one they're just fun just action and intrigue and over the top things I have never once seen once in a while one. Simon Pegg shows up. You've never what? Never seen one. Really? You know who Brian De Palma did the first one? Really? Yeah. Mm. Um, and I watched that t- two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, he really did direct this. <laughs> some very uh, – some shots that were, you know, some off-camera shots, some stuff that was, like, from, like, down here – yeah, you know, and then like up here, kind of shots and like swoops in, and they just a little too in love with himself, Brian De Palma. Yeah, hour and fifty minutes. There's no way he directed this movie. <laughs> What's funny is in all the Mission Impossible movies, the opening credits are about two minutes long, right, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, a minute mm-hmm. thirty. They have the cold open, and then they have like the. Uh, the fuse lit, and, it goes, and then it starts going through all, you know, who's playing and who's doing what. But it shows you scenes from the movie you're going to watch. Like you, what? like, and as you watch the movie, you're like, I saw that in the credits. It doesn't have any context, but it kind of spoils the movie as you're watching. It. It's weird. That's so every odd. every one of them, starting with the first one. Thanks, Brian De Palma. Bizarre, very very yeah. bizarre. You know what else is very. <laughs> Very bizarre is I am going through um, I went on to IMDb onto Mission Impossible, which came out in 96. And I am looking at photos um, that I think are from like the premiere. Yeah. And they are hilarious. It just looks so I mean, Tom Cruise, (laughs) Tom Cruise is wearing some weird sweater. And holding Nicole Kidman's hand, and she looks like she wants to be anywhere else in the world. Yes, absolutely, she does. Uh, Claire Danes is there just to let you know that it's the '90s. Yeah, <laughs> she's not even in the movie. Jo- Jodie Foster's in a pantsuit. I don't know who this is. Larry Mullen Jr. is dressed in like a weird, pearlescent, like blue and green yeah, suit. Is. Wow, uh, Seagal. Sure, he. Aww. Yeah. Bill Paxton. What? Oh, yeah, there he is. In a strange. No. That is a weird Game kind of. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon Stone. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> he, looks like he, <laughs> he looks like he has no idea where he is. Oh, <laughs> shocking. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, funny. fantastic. 
Uh, yeah, if you if you ever, I'm gonna start doing this for more movies. Yeah, looking at the uh, yeah the red carpet. Yeah, very very much of an era. I just love that Claire Danes is there doing her weird half smile with her hair tucked behind her ears. God, she was she was. I think she is my she was my uh, was college ish type mm. like. Never done yeah. it for me. She was it for me. Like, I think uh, Mod Squad came out sometime in the in the mid nineties. Yes, nineteen ninety nine, late nineties. I remember seeing those billboards. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. no more Epson. Giovanni mm. Ribisi. Yeah, there you go. Well, no, didn't have to. Didn't have time for that. Nineties was well. I mean, her entire life is peak J Lo, but. The 90s yeah. was my peak interest in general. So. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's Claire Danes, far, far cry from, uh, from Jennifer Lopez. Hmm. Just not saying one's better than the other. Just saying they don't really look alike. That's right. Why does any of this matter? It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Mission Impossible. Never seen Yeah, one. so I watched, uh, what, the first one? And I yeah. watched... Goes Protocol and Rogue Nation, and I know it's, oh it's dumb. Rogue dumb. Nation sounds like a fucking like Imagine Dragons album. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? Oddly enough, I know people hate Imagine Dragons. Yeah, I'm okay with them. Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay they're, with them. They're fun to they're fun to run to. They know what they. I'm okay with them. They know what they're doing. Like yeah, they. Never pretend to not be what they are. Yeah. And they... Uh, well, they're the lightning. And the thunder. <laughs> they're radioactive. Lightning and the thunder. Yeah, so, you know. I, uh, not a fan, but I heard an interview with the lead guy, and uh, I appreciate it. I don't enjoy it- the music, but that's okay. Well, he seems to have a healthy outlook on life. Yes. Yeah, I would say so. Like, um, yeah. And, like, people who take themselves too seriously, and it doesn't seem like he does. Yeah. But yeah. Who well, knows what lurks in the hearts of men heart, or women. Men. Yeah. Um, but you know what? He's probably not going to be the guy to uh, OD on heroin, so that, yeah. and that's a good thing. Yeah, so you can keep putting out keep med- rocking mediocre music. Yeah. For the rest. <laughs> keep keep rocking the Golden Knights Arena, buddy. Yes. We Him love and, you, uh, Chad Kroger. Oh, just... Chad Kroger is. I love him too because he, he is self aware, so self aware. He is interesting because he is obsessed. He. Because people shit on it now, but they also shit on Limp Biscuit now. When that's yeah. all people were listening to for a oh, while. Yeah. Just wait a sec. Mm. That was my look in yeah. the late nineties. Yeah. Where's uh where's your red Yankees hat? Yeah. Backwards hat. Yeah. Khakis and a flannel. Yes, I Hell still wear yeah. that today. I uh, yeah, I wear khakis and well flannel not as much anymore, but yeah, yeah. flannel should be like you should be 
put in some kind of uh, uh, re reassignment camp or something like that if you wear flannel yeah, in uh, careful. New Orleans. So, these, these things tend to snowball, these ideas. <laughs> Dangerous path. It goes, from, it goes from flannel to linen. Uh, when do we stop? Yeah. yeah. Where is the line drawn? Yeah. Is, is to wool? Then what? Cotton shirts with plaid designs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, he's cool. He's not cool, but like it's cool because he set out to do something and he nailed it because yeah. his goal was to make popular rock music. And he, mm-hmm. he like studied hits. Absolutely. Like studied and what he... made a song a hit. And then he had several of his own. And then all of a sudden, one day, everyone decided they were uh, anti. They're dumb. Yeah. Yeah. After... And most of those people, most of them, mm-hmm. have at least one Nickelback album mm-hmm. in their repertoire. In their, they've bought one album, <laughs> at least, right? I don't know. I, I, um, I guess in the day and age of now, of who buys albums anymore? Yeah, they've streamed. They've streamed an album. No, I, I genuinely was never a fan of Nickelback either, um, but I was and still really like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I know that people, including you, um, well, maybe not you have said this, but people find that it would be very derivative. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're, I mean, well, I mean. It's um, okay. I like stuff that, you know. I I mean, I will listen to Soul to Squeeze. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. Love Mm -hmm. that song. Mm -hmm. But if I have to hear... Sometimes I feel no. like I don't have. Yeah, under the bridge is uh, a little, little bit everywhere, and it's such a bad, uh, a poor. I think it's a good song, but it's such a poor indicator of their catalog up until that point. Yeah, and then after that, they did uh, Roller Coaster, which mm-hmm. uh, was the worst. <laughs> Leave it to the Ohio players, flee. Yeah. And I love Flea. Yeah, he's super talented, and he's a nihilist and speaking, in the Big Lebowski. And, and Baby Driver, not a nihilist Driver, though. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's yeah. a weird thing how music can go from like how it can go from on top to, mm-hmm. and and that goes with movies too, right? I mean, I mean, you know, if you're the it guy, if you're, oh yeah, yeah, wh- whoever it is, or the. The it girl. I mean, just look at Claire Danes. Like she could do no wrong, and then it took her to to you know make a serious dra- dra- dramatic comeback in like a, a, a oh, TV man. show. First couple seasons of Homeland were so good. Yeah, and that's what I heard. They're really good, and she's yeah. really good in it. Um, but you it know, might still be good. I just you, haven't been watching. Sorry. Well, no, I have no idea. I, I don't think I've watched any of them. But like. Be careful what you wish for as far as far as being the it thing, because like, mm-hmm. and I know that this is a thing we, this is our in our mission statement. We haven't put this out on uh, online anywhere, but like, we didn't want to be the it thing, and I think yeah. we've done a pretty good job of doing that. Like, we're slow and steady. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the thing that like, oh, we like their earlier stuff. Yeah, that kind of thing. So yeah, no, we've actually been very accomplished in that regard. Yes, you guys uh, don't flying know. Flying under the radar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no one, no one flies under the radar better than we do. That's true. <laughs> we we have uh, three of the least successful 
um, podcasts that are just lightning rods for controversy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because that's how we want it. That's right. <laughs> that's, I mean, literally in our mission statement. You can't fire me. I quit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so funny, though. It's just um, movies don't like actors and directors definitely have that but movies have get such a fucking pass for uh for so much more for nostalgia like people don't turn on movies the way they turn on bands yeah you're you're right they don't as much right yeah. because like i mean just with your your one coworker like hates all hates 90s alternative whatever that yeah. means and yeah, um you, like that could be music and literally anything pretty much anything 90s. other than top 40 because, in the 90s is alternative. because like <laughs> rap in the 90s is alternative rap yeah pretty much yeah because it's just now become the most popular um music genre right um it's just it's just like a it's a sweeping sta- a statement and yeah uh but and like pretty much if you're around long enough you will sell out i guess in, yeah in, in, and uh, i guess that's different too where you can you can taint your legacy as a uh as a band but you can't really like a movie can't do that right but if unless you hit it too fast too big because you look at guys like ben affleck or mm-hmm. um i mean Which, by I the mean, way even, he might even, i don't think he's in the new batman movie anymore Who's that? Ben Affleck. No, I don't, I don't the, think so. The Matt Reeves bow down. I am not happy about that. Although he he was not great in Justice League, but no one was. Um, yeah. Well, he's the best part of it. I mean, he was. He played Batman pretty well. I thought. I don't know. He just he he never was really like uh, the world's greatest detective. In, no. In, well, I mean, in, they uh, never ask him to be that. No, they don't, and that's a failing of the script for sure. They make him – he's a really interesting character, but everything just boiled down to my superpower is I'm rich. Mm-hmm. No. This is a, this man's trained with ninjas. He's the world's greatest detective. That's right. Cut it out. Quit, um, quit mutilating him. But he was trying to think what, my favorite. Like other, other like actors say – like we love like Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Who – who worked his way up through like character roles, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, a guy like Stanley Tucci. Yeah. You know, we, everyone, there's no one out there that's like, I can't watch him in that, in any movie. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but a guy like Matthew Broderick, kind of a punchline because he, yeah. Boom. Up there. Or Emilio Estevez for that matter. Right. Or a guy well, like, I mean, uh, D4 comes around and you never yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> But you, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, you, yeah, absolutely. You're the young hit guy, and yeah, because you talk talk about the um, the brat pack, and then mm-hmm. who's left? Rob Lowe. Yeah, I mean, barely. Well, I mean, these he found a lot of success on TV, I think. But yeah, no, yes, yes, and yes, yes. But as far as acting goes, like right. our uh, movie movie stuff yeah mm. he's definitely not he's a celebrity not a movie star anymore yeah yeah good point oh well well that was a tangent yes you know gotta beef it up yeah anyways uh let's uh let's uh 
let's talk next week. Oh, yeah, next week. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. do it. All right. So, uh, streaming Amazon Prime now from the uh, another controversial figure outside of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliver Stone made the movie yes. uh, Snowden in 2016, and it's now streaming on Amazon Prime. Yes. Excuse me. Um, I wasn't bored of that pick. Mm-hmm. I was just yawning. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in watching this because uh, uh, it's it's in the news and it's a weird person that I'm. I don't. I think we're both kind of on the outs with as far as a director goes. Yeah, like we're there's. I mean, obviously, we didn't run out and see this movie because he directed it. Uh, had it been somebody else, maybe we would have. You know, yeah, had it yeah. been a Tarantino or. A, uh, somewhere else, somebody else, uh, whatever. But yeah, I'm interested. We'll see how he handles it. There Let's see go. how much he hates America. <laughs> I think at least a little. Um, uh, you for be- you, um, yeah. from 1996, a movie I just started watching, I think last night, and uh, I had to cut it off because it was really late. Um, that thing you do, not streaming right now. Uh, but thanks to Fredo and his um, his a uh, his his recommendation on vacation movies, which is mm-hmm. um, still trying to figure that one out. But we'll we'll figure it out together next week when you watch that thing you do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Young Charlize Theron is in that movie, and Liv Tyler. All right. Double down. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Excellent. And uh, if you want to wait on those. We got you covered. We do. We do. Uh, Netflix from 2016. Falling in line with uh, what we're talking about tonight. From Leica Productions, Kubo, and The Two Strings. Oh. That's a movie I haven't seen yet. Check it out. I may. I may, may, may. Uh, For me, streaming on Amazon. A movie I think I might have recommended earlier. But it's it's a great movie. Uh, Speaking of Tom Hanks movies, which... That thing you do is Tom Hanks joint, uh, but this movie is early Tom Hanks before we get into the serious, you know, the downer roles like Philadelphia. Um, Boring. <laughs> uh, the Burbs, uh, streaming on the Amazon, fun, quirky, crazy little movie. Uh, I think has rewatchability. Is maybe a little dated, but for the most part, I really enjoyed it, and it's it's. Um, it's 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 Tom Hanks at his um most uh how how do you explain it um it's about as screwball in, as he incredulous. gets like he's like what and like kind of like has can't understand what's going on like <laughs> you know a very facial expression uh centric guy uh anyways yeah uh from 1998 you're hanging around with sorry. uh Corey Feldman what are you surprised by and it's good. Laura Dern, or not Laura Dern, Bruce Dern and <laughs> Carrie Fisher, which is always a good thing. Yes, 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 y'all. And Wendy Shaw, pretty hot. <laughs> pretty, 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 pretty good. Nice. All right. Um, so next week we're talking Snowden and that thing you do. If you want to watch Snowden, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, if you want to wait to hear what we have to say, 
Um, we recommend The Burbs on Amazon Prime, Kubo and the Two Strings on Netflix, and I guess that would bring us to list time. Yeah, it should. Hell yeah. All uh, right, so this yeah. week, top five Limp Biscuit videos. Um, yes. I'll start. Uh, Break stuff. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if I can remember it. I Faith. I don't remember what that video was. I think it, it was the them on the road. It was them like with the roadies and stuff oh. setting up the thing. It was black and white, I think. Nice. Christ, that had to be 20 years ago, right? Mm, look on the old Sportify. And as much as I can't stand Lip Biscuit now, I did love that song a lot. And I think I could probably listen to it right now and be like, yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's a cutoff uh, for me. Like, I never really... Uh, my parents were very on top of stuff that I listened to for a very long time. So right. I just uh, heard the occasional stuff here and there from uh, Kazaa and LimeWire. <laughs> and then, of course, what I could see on uh, on MTV... What was it on? $3 bill, y'all? I think so. I think so. Is that 99? 97. 97. All right. Yeah. Uh, So 21. 21, 21, 21. All right. Anyways. um, Just kidding. As much as... <laughs> right. Well, my number two is chocolate starfish. Okay. Man, I don't know any of these videos. Um. Sure. Anyways, uh, let me. I'm going to go first. <laughs> yes. For for the real list. Yes. Uh, and I had a animated villains. Com- yes. Animated villains. Um. And it comes off of you know uh, you watching uh, Coco mm-hmm. and just kind of us spitballing and. Which we didn't figure out what next week's going to be. No. Maybe during our bathroom break we can figure it out. Yeah. Anyways, uh, streaming on Netflix right now, Kung Fu Panda. Uh, the the uh, villain in this is Tai Lung, uh, performed by Ian McShane. And he is the, uh, like the Jaguar uh, villain who was supposed to be uh, the the next coming of the the kung fu mm. uh, uh kung fu Panda is a movie i really really like love jack black in it love all the character actors and all that stuff uh i think they spent a lot of money on people like who had bit roles whether it was um uh, uh, uh oh crap dustin hoffman or uh, angelina jolie or um it just, they spent a lot of money, I'm sure. But it was worth it for me. My son likes this movie a lot. I like it as well. Um, and, yeah, I would uh, recommend this movie. And uh, Amy McShane is the bad guy. He is kind of scary in this movie. And it's uh, it's worth it. And Jack Black as Poe kicks his butt. Nice. I'm about that. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that whole thing. I've seen some of it, definitely. There's like three of them now too, aren't there? Yes. Um, Pretty sure. I think I've watched all three of them. 
I think the second one was not too good. The third one was a lot better uh, based on my memories, but I do drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It happens. I mean, that's we don't want to, but you know, we're trying to develop a podcast that flies under the radar. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> so mine uh, on reexamination. I I gotta be honest here. It's one of the first ones I thought of, and I wrote it down. And now I'm looking over my list. It's more of an antagonist than a villain. Um, but in 2012, Christopher Mince Plus got to uh, <laughs> play against type. Um, and instead of being a tall, scrawny nerd, he was a uh, chubby, angry bully in Paranorman. He played Alvin. You love this movie, right? Ah, fuck it. Yeah. I really love this movie. Um, and it's as much as like Pixar and Disney are um, the shining example of animation when you talk about animated movies this is like the first one i think of yeah yeah just a really big fan of this movie um and it was fun uh chris Furman's plus uh, he has that recognizable kind of lisp especially for someone who's watched super bad as much as i have um and to see him playing a bully with like you know black Black pants, black shirt, gauges in his ears. Nice. <laughs> it's just, oh, uh, I hate the gauges. Yeah. Sorry. Not a fan either. But it, it just is so funny and so um, so against type. And uh, he uh, is um, he's great. This movie's great. There's, there's a whole slew of just good, good voice acting in this. Um, there's some there's some pretty yeah, Jeff Garland and Leslie Mann played Norman's parents, Anna Kendrick and Casey Affleck, John Goodman, um, and Cody Smith McPhee, who I don't really know outside of playing Norman. Mm-hmm. Plays Norman. Yeah. I, I need to watch this movie. And it it is not streaming, unfortunately. Yeah. Um I think it's probably something my son would probably like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have the emotional intelligence of a six-year-old, so yes, there you go. Yeah, I think I think that that's uh, how we're gonna do. He oh, so he plays Nightcrawler in X Men Apocalypse, really, and apparently was in Deadpool two as Nightcrawler, uncredited, but I don't remember that happening. Yeah, there's a lot of like some of those yeah. kind of quick shots, Brad Pitt. Oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, poor Terry Crews. I love him. <laughs> I wish he was in it more. Anyways. Um, yeah. Um, yeah okay. So, Paranorman. Cool. Alvin. All right. Um, so, my number four is this is one that. Ryan brought up to me as I I mentioned it to our group and I, and I've started to ask the people around me mm-hmm. when when I have a list I'm starting to ask people hey what do you think about this list yeah you know what do you what are you thinking and one of the ones that Ryan came up was um, in a movie Wally uh, from 2008 if you really think about it there's no real good bad guy in that right you think maybe like some of the 
maybe the robots and stuff, but yeah. not really. You know who the bad guy is in this? Man. It's humanity. Yeah. And that's that's what it is. It's you know, it it takes a, a snapshot or not a snapshot. It takes a look at what we can be like if we uh, if we have too much too much luxury in our life. If we don't have to go out and sweat a little bit, yeah. what we'll become is just a uh, sitting sitting around on a recliner or a, a nice chair to sit on and just kind of fatten up and podcast all day, or yeah. you know, just get kind of. You know, just become lethargic or atrophy. Mm. Yep. And um, it it takes a um, a kind of pretty poignant look at uh, what we can do and what we should be doing. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I kind of like that, and I give that up to Ryan. And when he, I know he listens every week, so uh, uh, thank you, Ryan. Like so many of you. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it it is. I mean, that's that is the bad guy. You know, it's it's a. You know, you look at all the you know the trash on the earth and you know where we had to we had to get away mm-hmm. and but at the end it's kind of like hey if we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps try to try to make things right can we can we get through this and usually we can we can yeah it's whether or not we want to mm-hmm. um and this movie shows the the bad side of not wanting to i like it i like it and it's streaming on stars right now hey there you go all right, uh, my number four from 2014, played by uh, Will Ferrell, uh, only only counting the uh, the animated moments, of course, because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't care for the live action performance. Uh, really? No, not that's not true at all. <laughs> just no, I was gonna say I was about, you loved that. Part. I oh yeah that oh man it was so great the. Uh, just throwing expectations out the window. In uh, 2014, that's exactly what uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller did um, when they wrote and directed the Lego movie. And uh, Lord Business, played by Will Ferrell, uh, his, his plan is to uh, use the craggle to kill creativity. I don't know if that's exactly how it was worded, but... That's, that's it's, what I think of when, close enough. when yeah. gluing Legos together. It's like, well, you're permanently, you're ruining the whole point. As a uh, as a father of a six year old, mm-hmm. there's times and times that we're when we're trying to build something. I have been more than tempted to do that. Really? And I think back to this movie, and I'm like, <sighs> don't don't be that guy. Nope. Yeah. But we never have Taco Tuesdays, Brooke. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> anyway. Uh I forget it's not my joke, but I love the um someone was talking about they did such a good job building the world of the Lego movie that they even have their own uh version of two and a half men, and it's the like oh what is it the where where are my pants guy <laughs> or it's just oh. the same joke every time it's on t v yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, that's good, but yeah, yeah. um there's so many people in this one um <laughs> Will Arnett as Batman, uh, oh. which he'd later reprise his role. Uh, Elizabeth Banks, Alice good cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was his name? The uh, Liam yes, Liam Neeson. Uh, <laughs> Will Forte as uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Uh, what was it? Um, oh, what's the guy from Parks and Rec with a mustache? Oh, uh, he was the pirate, right? Um, yes. Nick Offerman. Yes, yes. Yes. I like that guy. 
Nick Offerman. He's one of the yes, yeah. I really do. He built a canoe. He he's a he's a wood yeah he's a wood maker or uh, wood craftsman. I, I'm a wood worker. Mm-hmm. He's a craftsman. Um, he he can't do what I do, and I definitely can't do what he does. So. Yeah. So you guys have a, probably a mutual respect for each other. Just so shake does. hands right. for a really long time. Um, yeah, he he wrote a book about making his own canoe. Yeah. He's an interesting fellow. He is. And yeah. he married uh, the lady from Will and Grace. Yeah, Molly Mullally. Yeah. They're interesting, that couple. Yeah. <laughs> They're funny, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot I mean, of good uh, stuff. A lot of good I stuff mean, in here, but yeah, it's um, Lord business. And then when you find out that it's <laughs> the kid's dad, yeah, <laughs> what a bunch of hippy dippy balona. Yeah. And you could ever you could see him saying that like to his wife, and the kids are kind of like mm-hmm. off playing, like watching TV. Yeah, like I'm amazed by what <laughs> Liam will pick up while we're just having a conversation, Brooke and I. And like he'll just chime in, like in the middle of it, like whenever you think he's like zombified on the TV mm-hmm. or in his iPad or something like that, and he'll all of a sudden like, oh, well, yesterday, <laughs> tune in. <laughs> he's watching his iPad. We're driving home. Brooks, Brooke loves Pink, huge mm-hmm. Pink fan. Sure. And we're listening to um, one of her songs where she, she says the F word. Uh oh. And scandalous. And well, Liam's like. And we thought he was out. We were on our way back from this thing, and it was a long day, and he was just, like, kind of zoned out on his iPad. And he's like, all of a sudden, she sings it, and we're just still kind of looking at it. We're not just talking. We don't even – we barely even hear it anymore. Yeah. Which is probably a bad thing. And then he goes like, Mommy, you you need to turn that down. That was a bad word. (laughs) She said fucking. Busted. Like he actually said the word "fucking." Yeah, he's like, and we both. Did you hear were that? Like, you know what she said? <laughs> yeah, Brooke and I looked at each other and we just like, without smiling, we nodded to each other. And he's, yeah, you're right. Like, kind of looking back in the seat and then looked back to the front and like we both like had to look out the windows because we were laughing so hard. It was... <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Oh man. So yes, uh, that I think like all those like little terms and stuff that he like those are things that he had said the father had said and, yeah like he picked up on you know yeah uh, it's just it's a very clever great movie yeah um, and I went and saw I forgot to say this I went and watched Transylvania three this weekend with my son oh he was into it um and on for the previews guess what came out on the previews. Mm, what I don't know, like a movie too. Really, Already? coming out. I'm into it. Yes, <laughs> the Lego Movie Two, the second part. Um, they have a, a it. They have a Mad Max motif, <sighs> um, which is pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah, uh, watch the, if you can watch the trailer. It was pretty sweet. So. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm not going to let this bog me down, but I am going to watch it afterwards. Uh, so, yeah, Lego right. Movie, Lord Business, Will Ferrell. Um, well, that is not streaming right now, but it probably will be sometime shortly. I'm sure it will, was streaming on Netflix for a while. That's the world I um, live in. My number three, 
I think it's from 2000. I'm sorry, I should be looking this shit up whenever you're talking, but I end up talking over you. And uh, from 2010, uh, a movie I really like, and not a lot of. I don't hear a whole lot of it, but what a, I think it's a nice little movie. Uh, from 2010, uh, streaming on HBO right now, Megamind. Mm. Starring Phil Will Ferrell again. Yeah. Um, uh, playing opposite. Actually, he is the bad guy for most of the part, but he's a lovable bad guy uh, villain, and he is the villain in this movie, but uh, he gets upstaged by another villain eventually. Uh, but it's a it's a fun little movie. It, it plays on the superhero tropes and all that stuff. It kind of it takes a piss at it. And um, it's just it, Will Ferrell's always great. And uh, what's her name? Plays the lead um, uh, 30 Rock. Uh, Tina Fey? Th- yes. She is the uh, love interest or the, the strong leading lady of Megamind. Um, just a fun little movie. Um, you've seen that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how? What's your? your I enjoyed thoughts? it. Um, I only seen it once, and it was probably around 2010. Right. Uh, but yeah, it it's a good movie. Uh, and I agree, it does. Uh, kind of take the piss out of out of superhero movies. Yeah. Um, which we need. Oh, now absolutely. and again, and it was seem to need more and more frequently. Sometimes. You know what it did for me? At least it it felt that it filled that void of where uh, there should have been an uh, uh, incredible sequel somewhere in there. Yeah, it filled that void. Yeah, yeah. So, and it was it was vein. worthy to you know fill that void for me. It, it mm-hmm. nowhere good as um, actually. You know what? They're not as good as Incredibles, but worth not that being, far off. Yeah, like worth I, being I gave it about. an eight when I watched it. So I'm nice. looking at what I. And, uh, yeah, enjoyable. Is it streaming anywhere? Uh, it is streaming on HBO. Mm. And it comes in at a nice hour and 35, which is pretty sweet. Well, you know, I like that. All right. Uh, what have I got for you? All right. Um, in 1993, Batman made the uh, trek to the big screen once again. Uh, in his only outing, only animated outing to make it to theaters. I don't think it did very well, but it's definitely found an audience. Um, especially as the um, the animated series continues to hold up really well. People want more of it. Well, here's, here's an hour and 16 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the titular character, the Phantasm, uh, is voiced... Kind of a Darth Vader situation. Uh, Mask On is voiced by Stacy Keach, uh, the actor who I feel like is always playing a cop, a, a grizzled veteran. Uh, he was born a grizzled veteran, and uh, so it's kind of typecast, I guess. And then uh, Out of the Mask is played by Dana Delaney. Uh, I'm not really, I don't think she's done a ton of stuff. Um, but then of course, you know, we get our, uh, beloved, uh, Kevin Conroy and, uh, Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Um, but the phantasm is exciting. It's a new, you know, you watch all the, the TV series and flip through the comic books. Cause I don't think I had the attention span in the nineties, just looking mm-hmm. at the pictures. 
Um, and all of a sudden you have this new character, this new villain, and <laughs> you can't win with comic book fans. It's very much damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, you have to adhere to these strict, their, each individual's strict interpretation of what the character should be. So for um, Bruce Tim to go out and uh, he's had some success with this. Also, him and Paul Dini creating uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, who you can't imagine not being part of the Batman universe at this point. Uh, create the Phantasm, uh, a, a character who is out um, picking off old mob bosses. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the while, there's this woman who uh, has come back to Gotham, one of uh, Bruce's old flames. And would you believe it? They're one and the same. Hmm. Shocking. <laughs> I know. I know. Sorry to spoil that for you. Um, but it's still worth a watch. How Great do you movie. spell the phantasm? P H. Uh, a N T A S M. Trying to look it up if it's streaming anywhere. You can rent it on Prime for two ninety nine. I don't know. P H A N T A S A M. A S M. A S M. Yes. Search. Not coming up. Boo. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, uh, that that era of of Batman is probably my favorite. I mean, as much as I love The Dark Knight and I love mm-hmm. Dark Knight Returns and, you know, uh, Batman uh, Begins and the original Batman. I mean, fuck, I love just Batman, right? Yeah. Um, Same things. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it, that, that genre, that's where I, I, comic book stores near where I grew up and everything. It was, it was where I fell in love with Batman the most other than the, you know, the, the, the 88 Batman was, or 89 Batman was the, uh, was, was the animated series. And this was, it went from kind of cartoonish to really serious and you know in like a short time yeah. like within two series two seasons yeah um and yeah it's um it's it, it really is a good pull i like yeah. that a lot and it's the animated series is just some of the best representation of the characters i get that some some people don't want to watch cartoons but i mean you're also watching a man get paid millions of dollars to dress up like a bat so is it really that crazy to watch an animated TV show? No. Um, but, like, yeah, there's just some of the, like, best Batman stories come from that era and and that uh, animated show. And Paul yep. Dini and Bruce Timm did an incredible job kind oh, of yeah. reshaping the character. Yeah, taking it out of the, you know, weird... 80s thing mm-hmm. and 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 actually staying away from what the comics were doing at that time which they were shooting themselves in the head mm-hmm. as far as like you know uh making them unaccessible to uh, you know kids yeah basically and just like playing on that that collector's market um 
and that, that was happening right at that time and uh they actually made it more accessible to kids and found a, a like a generation i know for you and me yeah who still love that so good pull yeah good yeah pull. all righty um a movie i need to assign you and i'm not I'm maybe we're gonna wait till next week to do it unless you have the urge to do it before then uh don't know if you've seen Hoodwinked. No. Uh, streaming on Amazon right now, or I'm sorry, Netflix right now from 2005. Uh, one of those things where it's you know, you know, Anne Hathaway, Glenn Close, Patrick Warburton, Jim Belushi, Anthony Anderson, uh, you know, just exhibits in it. Uh, Chess mm-hmm. Palmetary is in it. Andy Dick's in it. You just a ton of you know, ton of people you know playing mm-hmm. an animated movie. Um, and I can't actually tell you who the bad guy is. Can't do it. Okay. But the villain mm-hmm. is worth it. Because as soon as you see or him or her on stage or on camera, you're like, why are they there? And then <laughs> it all rings true. Nice. Uh, but if you've seen Hoodwink, you know what I'm talking about. It is a clever, clever and sometimes clever is bad, but in this point, I appreciate the clever. It's a it's a fun look at um, the old, what Aesop's fairy tale type thing, you know, mm-hmm. Little Red Riding Hood, and uh, uh, just a bunch of. Um, it feels like, it, uh, you know, uh, the three pigs are in it. It's it, it like all those old tales come into this and it puts a modern spin on it and it's cleverly done told from a bunch of different perspectives it feels like kind of like a little bit of usual suspects to it or snatch type angle to it um fun fun movie and yeah if you can hold off till next week i'll sign it to you yeah Uh, Yeah. a movie that my wife shows in school and it's fun fun and it's it's because it's so good at storytelling and point of view type thing and she is able to teach her kids that ah. yeah I like good it. good little movie nice yeah definitely um forced me to watch it because i'm willing well. or weird sentence forced me because i'm willing uh yeah all right so i initially had someone else from the original uh but then i went with more of a, uh, I guess a, a a tragic villain in uh, 1999. Kelsey Grammer played the prospector in Toy Story 2. Ah, okay, good. I'm glad you went with the the next one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was. I actually, it's I funny. honestly had That's to look it up because okay. I. <laughs> I was like, who was the villain? And I was, and I was thinking of the uh, I thought it was the Wayne Buzz Knight. Lightyear villain, uh, Newman. Yeah, <laughs> I well, wish. No, I, his his voice. Felt I think it's... Newman might have been the um, the collector guy. Oh, okay, okay, the prospector. Okay. Yeah, the prospector was, was prospector the collector. yeah Stinky okay. Pete, the prospector. Um, the actual toy. Yes. Uh, was Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> and um, I was trying to think, and I was like, what is it? Is like, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's Zerg. And he was kind of cool looking, but he's not really a villain. It was just kind of there to foil Buzz Lightyear. Uh, but then I remember the the um, 
a prospector who spent his his years on the shelves until finally uh, <laughs> a collector picked him up and re- and then the collector stole Woody and uh, the prospector has his his dream of being on display proudly. Yes. And Woody's trying to take that away from him just so he can go back to Andy. Hmm. That's funny. Um, Toy Story 2 is kind of like the forgotten Toy Story, right? Yeah, it's bit. it's um, yeah. Everyone points to the first one is like, oh, it's amazing, and it is. It's awesome. Love, love it. Uh, but that one's like, oh, that's where it started, and then you know, three was the most recent one. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, I don't know if it's forgotten though. It's not talked I, about I, as much. Well, for me, it is. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, whenever I'm thinking of Toy Story, I'm either thinking of my number one or I'm thinking of uh, Lotso, right? Yeah, um, Lotso you know. Hug and Bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I feel like it's either it's either the first one is singled out or it's thought of as a collective of like, oh, it's Pixar made three, you know, they made two worthy sequels. They made three great movies. Can you believe right. it? Can you believe it? A complete trilogy of good movies. Let's throw yeah. a fourth one in the mix. Why not? Yeah. Well, they'll probably do a good job. Oh, yeah. No, I know. And especially the amount of time that they take between them. Yeah. And, and they and, try to do it right. Yeah. And they have a track record of doing exceptionally well. So. Yes. Um, but, yes, The Prospector. Stinky Pete. <laughs> Play, Very good. Played by the, the classiest voice in show business. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. Um, and that is not streaming, unfortunately. And neither is my number one. No. Uh, but jumping on that Toy Story train, um, I mean, just a evil little kid. Yeah. Uh, from 1995, Toy Story. Sid. Yes, indeed. Um, we all knew that kid growing up, and mm-hmm. maybe we've done some of that ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, you know, I know I have, like, parachuting out of second-story oh, yeah. buildings, putting firecrackers on G.I. Joes as they uh, were fighting other G.I. Joes and or other things. Uh, but uh, Sid, uh, played by, let me look and see, Eric Von Eric Detten, Von Detten. Uh, who is known for. He was a product of the uh, the Disney Channel. Oh, was he? Yeah. Of the Disney um, Channel machine, I think he did like a lot of their um, made-for-TV movies. Okay. Uh, well, ooh, man. that's right. He was in Leave It to Beaver. Which have you seen that the '97 movie? Thank God, no. Oh my God, I think it's hilarious. Um, Ironically, no. I, I think that they I think that they they were um and it also this goes back to movies, you know, they get a pass cuz I saw it when I was younger, but they uh were kind of just making fun of the um the like sitcom family. Right. Oh, okay, so it was like kind of re- kind of like the Brady Bunch movie, but less right. a little less tongue in cheek. Okay. So um, but Christopher McDonald is Ward. Oh, is Ward Cleaver? Yeah. Yeah. How could you go wrong? 
Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. You, I'm sure you could find a way to say it went wrong, but I'll, I'll always have a, a soft spot for it. I'll tell you who the real winner is. Yeah. City of Portland. <laughs> God, he's so great. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, we all dabble. But when you bet. when you uh, when you <laughs> so yeah we, I mean this kid is is habitually deconstructing and destroying these things and making these <clears throat> weird monsters he doesn't know they're alive but we do yeah. and that just makes it he, all the crazier but, but I think he would he would take more pleasure in if he knew they were alive yeah yeah he I was you know this might be the uh, been listening to a lot of time suck lately. This might be that talking, but he's yeah. he's uh, you know showing some signs. Yes, he has definitely yeah. showing no signs. Go go see a therapist. Yeah. But whenever he gets his comeuppance and they start to fight back, it is oh, funny. Yeah. It's class, classic bully stuff where they're you know, um, you know, it, once you punch a bull in the face, he's gonna you know back down. Yeah, all that stuff. So oh yeah, man, I, you know, I want to know how many kids that has just like that just got absolutely wailed on. Because yeah. they they like oh, they, took a swing they, at a bully and like the bully trope like like oh you gotta you gotta face up to the bully yeah yeah and just like and and misguided you know like they someone just ignored them or actually bumped into them and they took it as a slight mm-hmm. and like fuck that guy he's a bully <laughs> <laughs> it's like a self perpetuating thing yeah you know just <laughs> hey he's. He's pulling you because he's insecure. Punch him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, I'm just picturing this little, like, chubby kid with a red backpack, just like limp wristing one, oh, yeah. like, right into his cheek. And oh, then the yeah. bully oh, just wails the on him. <laughs> the bully. Kids get just, yeah. <laughs> like, kind of like crushed it off their shoulder. Yeah. And just like, he's not insecure. Right. He's if he's just a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And just turn around and just wailed on some some fat kid. Uh yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It's a great moment in uh in movies when when uh Woody spins his head around and says play nice. I I like it. I, I yeah. This is the first one I thought of. Yeah. It's so. an excellent choice. All right. Uh, yeah, so what's your number one? So my number one is uh, a movie that I've recently just fallen, you know, head over heels in love with uh, from 2009, uh, the movie Coraline, mm. also a Leica production, a little bit of a theme here, mm-hmm. um, but the Bell Dam, played by Terry Hatcher, is uh, fantastic, so... I, I looked it up and I guess Beldam is kind of just a um another word for a witch, just depending on, you know, what, what folklore you're reading or right. or whatever. And so Beldam here she tricks Coraline into you know, Coraline's unhappy at home. She goes down this rabbit hole and she looks it's played by Terry Hatcher, she looks like her mother, except she has button eyes. Um, and they basically fulfill Coraline's every single wish. And, you know, little kids don't know when to say no. 
That's right. And uh, so it's just filled with happiness, whimsy, enjoying life. And then when she starts to get suspicious, things start to go wrong. And uh, that's when Terry Hatcher's character morphs from uh, being the other mother into the Bell Dam. And have you seen this movie? No, I have not. Because I think you watched it, what, in the last, like, six months or so? Probably, yeah, right? yeah. It was pretty recent. Yeah. Uh, and I was, like, I was trying to think whether or not you would like it. And I don't know that it's, uh, yeah. Um, I, I need to watch it because uh, how much you like it. And I yeah. know that you you don't suffer, um, uh, what's his name, um, uh, director of this. Um, I think it was. Tim Burton, um, right? Wasn't it Tim Burton? No, I think it was Henry Selig, who oh, okay. who was the director of A Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. But everyone, but since Tim Burton produced it, everyone assumed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe. Um. Okay. Well, then um, maybe um, I just I was assuming it was Tim Burton, and I was like, you you don't let him off the hook too oh, easily. No. no. And especially with his <laughs> run yeah. lately. Um, no, yeah, I, I think that, um, the stop motion, they, um, Leica is doing great work and, um, it does have a very similar aesthetic to a nightmare before Christmas, but it is, it's based, I don't know much about Neil Gaiman. Um, it's based on a book of his. So the only thing that I really know to expect is that it's going to be weird. So, right. Yeah. I heard a good interview from somebody about some about him because mm-hmm. i always imagined neil gaiman being very pompous and very full of himself but there was an interview with him and his um and his self-consciousness about how you know am i good enough do i whenever i do stuff is it good enough mm-hmm. and he it, it was like the two neils and um he went to this thing and he was introduced to this other Neil and like they started talking and he was like, and he, and Neil Gaiman was like, you know, I've, I've had trouble, you know, with these, you know, am I, am I worthy? You know, what do, is what I do important? You know, am I, am I doing enough in this world? And the, and the other guy was like, I have the same problems. I like, I do, have I done enough with my life? And it was Neil Armstrong. He was talking to and uh, yeah so it was it was a very like kind of humbling story like a self-effacing kind of story whereas like you know and kind of a, a thing where like we all have these kind of thoughts and like yeah. we you know and it was it made me like him that much more because i often think of neil gaiman as being very pompous and very full of himself because of the way he writes and yeah. what he writes. His subject so, matter kind of leads to it's, that. I mean, it's so highbrow and so over your head most of the time. Like yeah. I, I read and listen to a lot of books and like, I can pretty much get to get gist of a lot of stuff, but American gods fucking went down some weird rabbit holes that mm. I have no idea where they were going. And like, and I know that he has a, uh, you know, the whole, um, the Sandman, like I could not read that as a comic book. Couldn't read it. I just couldn't get in. I just couldn't understand it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I that's I've always been kind of. Um, that's how I felt. Just because I I want to like it, but I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. I guess. 
but yeah, that this made him made me like him that much more. I feel the same way about Alan Moore. Actually, I, I've come off the Alan Moore thing where I think the adaptations, whether it's Watchmen or or V for Vendetta, the movies he said that could never be made mm-hmm. are actually better than the <laughs> better yeah. than the the actual books they're based on. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of just the interviews I've heard of him of uh, Alan Moore. It's like, eh, oh, yeah. he's he seems pompous to me. Yes, he's a witch. Yeah, like literally, like the like the Bell Dam in Coraline. Mm-hmm. Way to bring That's it right. all the way home. Way to bring it back. Yeah, good job, Brad and Andrew. You done it. You done did it. We did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, highly recommend. Um, hopefully, my praise doesn't skew too much, or or I'm not overselling it. But I think it's a visually great. The sound, the score is fantastic, and it's just it's it's the right kind of unsettling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I, I I'm I'm in for that. So cool. I. That was a good list. I like that list. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, um, fun to kind of go down that uh, that old path. Some other ones um, that I I really uh, – the uh, the guy in Coco was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just um, – uh, yeah. Just played his partner for a fool. Yeah. That's – most up, um, Scar was another good Scar, one. Scar, yes, yes, um, for but sure. that was showing up a lot. Jafar as well. Mm-hmm. It was like these mo- these movies that I watched as a kid, like absolutely great, great um, choices. But I was my wife. I was asking my wife and my sister in law, mm-hmm. and they're like Maleficent, and I'm like, I don't, I've never seen Snow White, I've never seen some of these movies, you know, that you're talking about. Um, uh, one that I did, oh, uh, came across another thing. And it was kind of adapted into a movie. It's very short, and it's a short comic too. But uh, the Joker and the Killing Joke, mm-hmm. you know, that's that has been adapted to. Oh yeah, that was pretty recently, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, which is a like, uh, and that is Alan Moore. Which yeah, uh, that for my money is probably the best short. Like what's like a three ep- or three issue run? Yeah, very short I think. run. Uh, but just fantastic, just brutal, uh, but yeah. great. Um, yeah, no, he's not afraid to give his characters teeth. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good little, good little list. Um, I'm looking at the, um, what we have to watch this week and I'm looking at Snowden and that thing you do. Yes. Um, what if we did like next week we do like top five, like good Saturn movies. Treasonous one hit wonders. What's that? Treasonous one hit wonders. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, when I'm thinking of like movies that are just sweet and good, mm-hmm. but don't but you... are cloying or like too saccharine. You know what I mean? Yeah, wholesome, like, s- sweet and good, or yeah, like there's there's not a whole lot of swearing. You know, it's it's a like PG. There's a PG movie. Yeah. Uh, because like I would be because there can be it's sometimes they don't age well. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, do you think that'd be a good idea? Yeah, I like it. Wholesome flicks. Wholesome, best wholesome flicks. There you go. Um, (laughs) 
Have you ever seen the documentary Clean Flicks? I've heard about it, and I I want to watch it. Yeah. Yes, it's unfortunately I don't think it's streaming anywhere anymore. But yes, yeah. I've heard it's a funny that and that and this film is not rated. I want to. Yes, I need to. Yeah. Yeah, both really good. I actually was flipping through my like IMDb um, ratings looking for animated movies, and and that caught my eye again for the first time in a while. This film is not yet rated. Goddamn MPAA. Who do they think they are? I don't like them. I don't know who they think they are, but they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, any uh, final thoughts? Uh, not really. I just want to say I love everyone. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Andrew, for joining me on this yeah. great adventure. And I want to make it so that we can all go into the sunset and have mm-hmm. a nice week this week and have a great top five wholesome week. Heck yes. She's 39, but she still looks young Not very young, but a lot of fun She's my 39 lady in the sun 49, and I'm feeling fine In the sun, it's a lot of fun Drinking my tides Kicking back with my flip-flop sound I'm wearing socks and my toes tights I think about her every dream night 39-year-old lady She looks better got to me I'm 49 Drinking white wine not going out with no 19-year-old chickadees no more. From now on, I got my 39-year-old whore. Oh! Don't shoot color a whore. I fucking tear your esophagus out. She's sweet and she's getting old. And she's mine. To have and to hold She needs a dentist appointment quick I pay for it and she suck my dick When we text each other I fiddle with my anus Just right.